episode 78 of If These Walls, in which we discuss witches, is best paired with Spellbound Petitsara and the song Crystal by Stevie Nicks. I bind you, Audrey, from doing harm, harm against yourself and harm against other people. I bind you, Audrey, from doing harm, harm against yourself and harm against other people. What are you doing? Oh, hey, nothing. Just getting ready for our next podcast. LOL. Hi. How are you? You know, in the old days, if a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. Oh. That's neat. (laughs) Relax. It's only magic. Welcome to If These Walls, a storytelling podcast. A storytelling podcast about the parts of history and culture that make us more human and define our world in our own lives. Each episode, we share real stories and tell tales. It was supposed to be scary. It just sounded like share. Uh, famous, infamous, or unknown that fall under our interpretations about a specific a theme. Uh, and of course, we had to go spooky with this one, right? Or, or in this case, I guess, like, tangentially spooky. It's, it is in the season of spook, so therefore it is natural that we cater to the spook in all of us. I've been loving this fall, and I typically am not that girl. This is, I am that girl, and this is a brilliant fall. It's like 70 degrees today. The leaves well, are on the ground. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous, yes, but in, in New York, it is like a perfect, I love a 58-degree day. All you need is my jacket, because I'm hot all the time. I have been waiting for this weather. I was born in the snow in Ohio slash Michigan. And I don't do well in the heat. So this has been perfect for me. My house smells like pumpkin pie right now because a uh, little trade secret, a little fun, like artisan, I'm a New Yorker and I'm in the no secret. Yankee candle. Yankee candle. Is that it? Is that just a, it's just Yankee candle. I've got two going right now. Two <laughs> big ass. Yeah. False scented candles are the best. And it's just, yeah, it's gorgeous. Today. It absolutely it, oh it's beautiful and uh, you get to do fun fall activities did you, get, did you get my pun though gorgeous we rode past it got oh it wasn't funny got it okay so anyway <laughs> back to the podcast um my knowledge of witches i mean which there's just so many avenues we could go down for this one uh it's fairly limited uh unless you want to dissect my 1998 to 2000 obsession with stevie nicks and practical magic uh, that should say my 1998 to 2022 obsession with Stevie Nicks and Practical Magic and the Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo and Florence and the Machine and a little bit of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but only because she was also Clarissa. And quite frankly, she explained none of this. Na, 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 na. You know what? I respect that, but it wasn't Clarissa for me. In fact, I much love to Melissa Joan Hart. I, those are my least favorite scenes. I was about Salem. I don't want to say I had a crush on a cat, but I sure you do. A, Go ahead and say it. I had a crush on that cat because he was also a warlock. He, like he, he was in the cat body. I could game recognize game. He was the smoothest. It was, was him. And then also mega props to Caroline Ray. 
we don't talk about this. I think more people are, uh, if you say, show me a stand-up comedian who's successfully made the foray into children's programming, you go with Bob Saget. Can't count out Caroline Ray. She's brilliant comedic actress. Brilliant. And the Scarlet Witch. Okay. And I'm still going. And Hermione. Yeah. From that magical fantasy series that wasn't written by anyone in particular, just kind of booped into existence. Boop. Boop. Anyway, but I, like many Westerners, uh, I have that whitewashed American view of witches, the pointy hats, the cackle, the midnight margaritas. All right, back to practical magic again. Boop. He's going to pop right by you there, like a new Westerner. It's that movie is a hug. It's just like, I mean, it's got conflict, but it's just like a hug for your soul. Doesn't a, doesn't a guy try to rape people? Yeah, but they kill him. Doesn't he, doesn't he learn that they are sisters and go, that's okay. I want this even more now because he says, he says, I'm very into sisters right now. Which is such an odd line. I watched that movie as an adult by myself for the first time. And when that line came out of him, I audibly went, ugh. Yeah, it's gross. But they have to justify the murder. That's that's worth killing. (laughs) Well, he's a creep. Yeah. Anyway, on this podcast before, I can't remember what episode. I don't remember. But I've shared that I, I had like a little spell book when I was younger. And it was like a very like flowery love not dark spell book uh, and i fancied myself a bit of a witch hanger on uh, i did some little spells uh, i buried some crap in the backyard i don't know but i was a self-appointed little witchy witch um briefly until my next obsessive phase came along which was theater which i am still in unfortunately <laughs> um but anyway i chose to call myself a witch for those uh short months because i was like damn this is cool And like any fairly content and privileged uh, white girl growing up in the Midwest, I could choose my fringy alternative forms of identity expression based on how cool it made me look. I didn't have a negative association thrust upon me by others. I got to choose my phases that I went through. I'm just so happy that this next generation, the Gen Z and whatever comes after Gen Z, are we back at A? Alpha. Yeah, it's Alpha. Dang. I think Gen Z. Alpha's 2013 and up. Well, they, so we're like 10 years into El- Gen, a- Gen Alpha already. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I definitely have had moments on the subway where I look at what I understand to be young people. And by that, I mean under 23. And I do have that moment of like, oh, you're just a kid. And that feels weird. <laughs> that feels, it feels weird to recognize that. But these Gen Z and Gen Alpha queers, Queer specifically uh, get to enjoy similar phases now, thanks to Le Jinx Monsoon. Uh, For those who are not familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, Jinx Monsoon was the season five winner and then winner season of all stars, queen to end all queens, Jinx Monsoon. So she's become, I think, one of the more recognizable Wiccan people in pop culture recently Mm -hmm. so there's that's something i think we need to um clarify here we're not talking about witches as in the actual practice of witchcraft the the oneness with nature and you can tell by the way i'm breaking up my sentence that 
part of it's because I don't know enough about that. I'd love to do a deep dive later. But correct. That's not yeah, what this we're, is about. No, our correct me if I'm wrong. Our podcast today is mostly about perceived that that perception of being a witch that is thrust upon someone by others. The witch the hunt. negative connotation of it. Yes, the witch hunt. Yes. Uh, so witch hunt has become an oft-used word to describe the persecution of anyone with unorthodox ideas and views. It's transcended its early modern era namesake over the centuries. And a witch, heart, a witch hunt doesn't target witches, right? It finds and it persecutes scapegoats. Or, as we'll see in some modern examples, quite frankly, it just aims to keep women at bay. Because how dare they? How very dare they? The goal of many modern witch hunts is literally to keep women in their place, to uphold the status quo and make sure that the underdogs, which in most cases are female identifying individuals, stay underdogs. Modern is an interesting term because it's like modern within the scope of the earth existing. Modern beginning in the 1400s in Western culture. Yes, I was going to say the modern witch hunt is like it that's when it began yeah yeah and it's and it's while certainly people have persecuted others since there have been people um the what essentially made it to salem for us so yeah if you're looking at what western culture witch hunts witches this is specifically honestly kind of a wheelhouse for me thanks to my lutheran schooling i'm <gasps> very excited my wealth of knowledge is due in large part to Pastor McDonald and the hammering home of the history of the Reformation in Germany. The history of Martin Luther and and the nailing of the 95 Theses on the door, the separation from the Catholic Church, happens within a context of witch hunts specifically being at a peak in history. Um, It is just about 40 years after the official book on witch hunting, one of the most published books of that era came out. So this is this is the the crucible <laughs> under which we're getting the, uh, the the pieces of all the witch hunt today. And when we get into this uh, episode later, I'm going to be talking about Albert Durer and how he defined the aesthetic of witches, um, and also why he's a little bit uh, responsible for spreading the fake news of how to identify a witch. And you know what we 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 will we will get into that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so before I tell you uh, a modern, in this case, when I say modern, I mean a much more modern than the than the than what Audrey was just talking about. Um, before I tell you this modern day of witches and the men that love to persecute them, uh, let's just reflect on witches in popular culture briefly, because those are the images that had effects on us growing up. Um, and I personally find that I have put many witches on pedestals um i'm grateful that until i learned about the salem witch trials my main context for witches were well holy shit these are some badass role models uh and our popular witch references are pretty badass like our pop culture witches um and many of the witches that we see are sympathetic characters and this zeitgeisty portrayal of an outcast that is misunderstood is heartwarming in many ways and with few exceptions the witches triumph over their evil forces whether supernatural or of this world um so these badass women and in today's context i want to to point out that i i personally am going to focus more mostly on cis 
uh, female witches, women that are identified, cis women. Yes. Yes. That's all I need to say. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, These badass women do exist and they exist outside the context that many of us understand witches, which is the 1600s version of the Salem Witch Trials witches or the 1970s Stevie Nicks. Or the 2022 Scarlet Witch. Anyway, you I know really you're not really a, a Marvel person. You are. No, no, no. But I love watching other people talk about what they love. So get get at it. So we've got these awesome pop culture witches. We've got the, the witches we look up to, the ones that are fictionalized. Um, But most people that are deemed witches are simply trying to survive. Uh, and here's a story of those women. And I'm going to put a, a large trigger warning at the beginning of this for um, violence against women. Although I very specifically decided not to go into great detail here. Um, so there is violence against women that I will talk about, but I will not be giving any specifics. So if that is going to bother you, perhaps this is not the, uh, I totally understand. And perhaps this is not the episode for you, but I promise it will not be, uh, it, it won't be graphic. Thank you. You're welcome. This is me giving them time if they want to stop. Okay, here we go. Samta was attacked in her home. She wow, was right, kicked right from the right, right in there. Yes. It's right in there. Samta was attacked in her home. She was kicked, beaten with fists, and finally an iron rod. She barely survived. When she was attacked, she had been cleaning rice. Prior to this, she had been attacked for walking through the streets of her village by men throwing rocks. The rocks were twice the size of her own head. Mahi, a woman in her 60s, was beaten so badly by her own nephews that she lost two of her front teeth. The men screamed at her to give up their, her land and that she had no business owning it. Madhuban and her sister-in-law, Sushilaban, were beaten in the center of their village, covering their heads and arms as best they could as men rained down blows on them. Two men had recently died in their village, and they were being blamed for, quote-unquote, feasting on the two men's souls. So these all sound pretty primitive, right? But all of these attacks took place in the state of Gujarat in western India, and all of the above attacks took place between the years 2014 and 2016. Uh, that wasn't fun to hear about. Sorry. So my Google search of modern day witch hunts turned up way too many results. But I read two articles that really, really affected me. And they were both written by a woman named Seema Yasmin and published in the year 2018 in two periodicals. One was Self Magazine and one was Scientific American. Um, So I'm going to give her full credit for absolutely all of this research, but reading it, I I wanted to distill it down and, and talk to you about it today because in my own voice, because it really did affect me. In many parts of rural India, the culture of toxic patriarchy is alive and well. I mean, good Christ's sake, we can say that about everywhere. And to such a degree that rather than let women own land, forge their own lives and grow their own food, men will simply strike them down. According to India's National Crime Records Bureau, over 2,500 Indians have been tortured and killed between the years 2000 to 2016 as targets of these witch hunts. Dakan is the word for witch in Gujarati, 
and to be labeled as Dakan by those who take advantage of these deeply rooted systems of misogyny is a death sentence for many, mostly women, as you can imagine. And since witchcraft is not listed as a motive for murder in many Indian states, activists believe the number of those deemed Dakan and killed by mob rule may be much, much higher. So why are these women targeted? Simple. They challenge the system. They can't stand it when we shine. God, I'm so tired of it. Do you... The things that you can be really kind of drug out for and and receive so much negativity. I'm thinking specifically about Simone Biles, someone mm-hmm. who has is the gut, the gut uh, of gymnastics and for the high crime of coming forward and saying I'm experiencing medical distress I need to not perform right now and I am making that choice because that is what is healthy for me the number of people that were like she but you have Olympics you must you you're letting down your country you're letting down everybody and it's like I'm sorry this is my body. This is my amazing body for which you have named all these new tricks because nobody but this body can do it. So come on. I know. And and this is not to downplay the women in this that are featured in uh, this article and these stories. Um, you know, they aren't they are not on a world stage. They are. And so I'm not saying that they are like. I'm not saying they don't are not deserving of respect or anything. What I'm saying is these are women who are t- simply trying to clean rice and walk through town. Live. Right? Live. Okay. Yeah. They're challenging the system simply by living their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many of them have inherited land. Um, and this is land that is considered valuable that men believe should just belong to them. You know why? Because they're men. Because they're men. Thamta, who was who is the woman who was uh, beaten while cleaning rice in her home, uh, was beaten because she used her knowledge of herbs and medicine to offer free health care to the people of her village. And this angered a holy man. I'm going to put holy in my own quotation marks, uh, who made a pretty penny by selling herbal medicines for extremely high prices. So he's the the what's the guy that marked up the the drugs, the AIDS drugs. The awful uh, man. Martin yes, he's yeah. he's the Martin Screlly of that village, and she's coming along, and she's like, "Just take the St. John's wort. It's don't even char- don't even give me any money for it. Just take it." Have it's- you tried echinacea? Right. It's like yeah. So she angered Martin Screlly, and <laughs> <laughs> so her knowledge and her kindness to just share this with the people of her village without charging them any money earned her the label of Dakan and a beating that left her near death. And some of those that carried out that beating were her very own nephews who were angered that she would not simply just hand over her own land to them. Mahi, who lost her teeth when beaten, was also accused of witchcraft. Her crime was owning very fertile land that her father had passed down to her. Quote, they said I had to give them my land. They said my mother had an affair and I wasn't even my father's daughter. See, that's the kind of thing that's extra. There's still the misogyny of you, of, of needing to have a bloodline claim from the father. 
But beyond that, it's it's so overt that you wouldn't take that action if it was a man whose land you coveted. You you feel that you can come out and say, well, bam, and well, bam is just like a, side, a, a cuff to the head. That's what everyone saw as I mimed it. Um, right. Podcast, once again, Podcast. listening, listening platform. That uh, you wouldn't attempt that with a male, but they are still looking at, I can't just say it's because you're a lady. Let's meet, let's say it's because... Because you, she's a bastard. Yeah, House of the Dragon. Well, That's and the this thing is there. this is a woman who is you know making her living as a widow, as a yeah widow, as a widow making her living by owning this fertile land that would grow crops. Like she, she is. It's not. She is making a living from this land. How dare you! It's a similar story for Maduban and her sisters-in-law. In 2012, two years before they were brutally beaten, the women found that their own male relatives were routinely, I'm sorry, this is this is this is not violent, but it's just awful. Her own male relatives were routinely shitting in the land that they owned, in which they grew corn, lentils, and peas. So this opens up a whole other level of there is an extremely high percentage of population in rural parts of India that do not have access to clean water or plumbing. That opens a whole other discussion. Aside from that, these male relatives are literally on purpose soiling their land in which they grew food that they knew these women were making a living by trying to sell this food to others. It's just so frustrating. When the women challenged the men that they were related to, the men grew furious. Women were to remain subordinate and never to confront their male counterparts. So they just said, hey, fuckwads, stop shitting on our land. And I'm they sure said, they, I'm, I'm sure they said, I'm going to shit wherever I want to shit, Mary Jane. You get back in the house. I'm sure they said it nicer than I did, but that's how I would say it. Uh, Two years later, the women were blamed for the death of two men in their village, like I already said. One who died of renal failure and the other cancer. That was all the men needed to escalate the violence against these women. They get sick from the shit peas they made? It's possible. In the land where this woman, these women once grew lucrative crops now sits a series of stores that sells car parts and clothing. The women had to sign their land over to the men and their family, lest they be murdered after their beating. So take a moment. Take a moment for that. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm selling you stories about three different groups of women right now. And this is not an unusual story in this yeah. state in India. Well, in the state in India, and also just because we're what we're getting to is the 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 witch hunt of it all uh, is a, uh, it's a hunt for women. It was founded. This is okay. Now let's get let's get into the Lutheranism of okay. it all. Tell or me, at the very least, Germany, because this particular He Man Woman Haters Club that was the Germanic witch hunt that spawned what we know today um, was founded by a man named Heinrich Kremer. In 1485. Now he accused this woman, Helena, of witchcraft after in the village there was a man's wife that died, and he was like, Oh, Helena, she's got feelings for that guy. She caused the death of the wife. Everybody get her. Uh, total coincidence and not related at all. Helena had recently publicly accused Heinrich Kramer of sexual assault. 
not related at all. Not related at all. <laughs> um, and he was like, she's a witch. And she was like, uh, do you guys not see this this timeline this coincidence? Now, fortunately, because this is the beginning of witch hunts, and it wasn't regular, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing yet. She still had enough kind of um clout that she could say, okay, let's analyze the situation. Why is he calling mm-hmm. me a witch? And she was acquitted for whatever sort of local trial that they had because Heinrich could not define witchcraft in a set terms that had any kind of precedence. So there was nothing really to accuse her of. Huh. So he was just like, oh, she's a witch. And they're like, what's that mean? And he's like, God, I haven't, give me more time. I'll come give up. Me I'll, more time. Give it, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. And time he took. He wrote the literal book on how to define witchcraft and how to hunt witches. Yeah. The name Malleus Maleficarum. I swear you've heard of it in at least one reference because it comes up in pop culture just as much as the Necronomicon. Uh, But more on that in just a bit. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Let's just take a moment of silence for the fragile male ego, please. Never mind. No, they don't deserve it. Anyway, so <laughs> so Seema Yasmin, who wrote these articles, um, obviously changed all these women's names. Um, so a sociologist that was interviewed for her articles uh, by the name of Soma Chowdhury had the following to say, quote, these rural communities are so marginalized and so oppressed that they have no political resources and no avenues of protest. So what do people do when they're very frustrated? You look to your surroundings for an easy scapegoat. Women are that scapegoat. End quote. Hold on. My dog senses a witch. <gasps> Hi, Jennifer. My dog's name is Jennifer Coolidge. Hi, baby. You see something you gotta go after? She's fine now. She's making the whole carpet smell like her. And you know what? Her voice matters. So Her voice matters. Her voice sounds like this. Hi, Hi, sweet puppy. Oh my goodness. (gasps) Rug scratchies sound good. Okay. Okay. Um, Back to back to what (laughs) rug scratchies sound great. (laughs) They do. Uh, I would love to scratch myself on the rug right now. Men. Sure, your husband can help you out. Men are supposed to carry the family, men are supposed to be in control. And a woman that owns her own land, grows her own food, and tends to her own affairs is witchcraft. Yeah. uh, You know who else is a witch? Just uh, all the slutty, slutty dick pigs out there. Uh, Actual quote from the book, The Malleus Malacarum. All witchcraft comes from carnal lust. And as we know, Eve was the original sinner. So, of course. And not even strictly in a... Like, there's the carnal lust, but... It gets so comedic throughout the book when it's describing what, why witches want this penis. Sometimes it's just to, it's just for fucksies, for literal fucksies. And sometimes it's, I literally want to remove your penis, snatch it from your body and keep it as a pet and put a little leash on it. And there are, there are depictions in the Malleus Maleficarum, illustrations provided by Albrecht Dürer, famous <laughs> hand carving, maker of the Nuremberg Bible. I, I, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how do I put this? Men 
I mean, not the men listening to this because they they know better. Uh, women just don't care about your penis as much as you think they do. Um, and that was very much demonstrated over the last two weeks in pop culture when every female uh, in America realized that they are bisexual because they watched a TikTok made by two actors from Game of Thrones. So I know we said we weren't going to uh, hyper edit anything in this episode. So I want you to have a, an exit if you don't want to answer this. How how sincere were you being in your expression of feeling? I'm incredibly sincere. I love that for you. I was just like, are you just saying this because it's a cool thing to say because no. everyone loves Emma Darcy right now? I no, I those are thoughts I've had for a long time. Anyway, I for another that. podcast. Absolutely. I I was just like, yeah, let me ask about it on a public recording. Great. I oh, love that. Okay. Uh yeah. So enter. Let's let's go to that. So the first guide to witch hunting was the Malleus Maleficarum. Uh, because Heinrich Kramer was a little bitch and Albrecht Dürer helped him crank out copies of this little bitch book. Uh, and it outsold the Bible for a point in time. So this is 1485. Albrecht Dürer, if you don't know the name, you don't know, now you know. Um, the image of the praying hands just floating in the air on a wood carving. Um, that was That's part of his work. He would carve into wood and make prints and just press ink up against it. So you got essentially a stamp and that was his style of art. But he also invented printing press, which is why when we talk about the Nor- uh, not the Nuremberg Bible, the Gutenberg that's different. That's Bible, different. That's, that's very, very different. different. The Gutenberg Bible started in police Academy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, he was responsible for this. He was very much, let's call him William Randall first of the time. Just yeah. because it's like you are the guy that goes to if anybody wants anything published en masse and spread to the people, which the Bible was the obviously because the very religious point in time was the big thing that was being cranked out and sold. And this book, Malleus Maleficarum, was just as frequently housed right next to a Bible on a shelf because it dealt with it was kind of like a, a companion piece to the Bible. If you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint of here's the word of God. And here's what you do when you encounter demons on this earth. So it it made so much sense, almost like it was planned that way for monetary gain. I'm surprised it's not in, still in hotel rooms with the Bible and the the freaking uh, what's the other thing? The Book of Mormon. Yeah, Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, so witchcraft itself predates this point in time. However, and in fact, uh, they were almost lauded in, in a way. If you think to the Odyssey and, and the different sort of magic wielding women who are always so beautiful and so strong and usually judges of character versus Albert Dora's depiction of witches was the first introduction of the hag and especially muscular women. Hey, now <laughs> it was just, she looks like she could take me and it makes me uncomfortable. That's all right. I know I've known my whole life. I'm a hag. So, <laughs> Sometimes, and you know what? I'm comfortable with the way I am. I'm uh, I'm comfortable in my own skin. So the two of them teamed up to not only define how you could identify which, but also how to hunt them. Um, so there's what were what were some of the reasons you might be considered a witch? 
Well, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for asking Audrey. Um, uh, some of the reasons uh, uh, that people, and in this instance, I'm talking 99.999% women, um, were executed for being witches, uh, during this time through the 18th century. Uh, here are some of those reasons. Do you want to just ping pong these? Uh, yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I'll start. Uh, you were a woman. You were age 40 or over. Uh, you were childless. You were sexually progressive. You talked to yourself. So far, I fit all of these. <laughs> you didn't dress smartly enough. Or conversely, I have seen you dress too smartly. Sure. Uh, you had a criminal record, no matter how harmless. The devil wears Prada. Sorry, just thinking about it. You dressed too smartly. Uh, you were guilty by association. You were financially independent. You were left-handed. My mother you... had to deal with that when she was in Catholic school. She was left-handed, and they did not like that. You had a cat. You were a midwife or a woman that practiced medicine. You had a third nipple. I've heard, a, I've read a lot about that one. The third nipple is to suckle the devil's babies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's not a joke I'm making. No, it no. sounds like it. No. That's... In fact, sorry, we'll stop. We'll come back to the list. Um, I was listening to an episode about um, witches that were burned at the stake in Boston, Massachusetts, prior to the Salem Witch Trials. Um, it was an episode of Morbid, which is a great podcast. Um, and in all four cases, the women were stripped down and checked for a third nipple prior to yeah. being executed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a big, it, not even just the third nipples. In some places, it was moles. So there was a regular part of, if someone is accused of being a witch, you would just be taken into a room and they just stripped you down and a whole bunch of dudes were like, let me look in here. Let me look until I find something mm-hmm. that I can say. And you know what? I am covered in moles. I have, I am a moly person. My general practitioner, my mole, gynecologist, mole, mole, mole. all of them keep saying, have you gone to a dermatologist? And I said, no, I'm scared. Isn't it enough that I go to the dentist? Go get your moles checked. I know I'm gonna, but I don't want to be accused of being a witch. Anyway, so one more thing to say before we continue with this list. You had a cat. Um, you were, this this oh. is a stereotype that is so alive and well that when I got divorced and I got adopted two cats in 2018, many people whom I respect and love made fun of me because of the stigma of owning cats as a single woman in her late thirties. Like this is, these are alive and well. I thought they were going to say that you got divorced because you were a witch and the cats. No, no. I was like, how far are we going? (laughs) Anyway, back to the list. Uh, You were illiterate. You forgot how to throw out old dairy products. You were argumentative. Even if you were just coming to your own defense. Or if you had enemies of any kind. And the the shit that they would do to like test there's the there's the accusing that leads me to me being able to do this torture to you that is the second level of proof uh, that you are a witch. So there's after body checks, there was an official pin pricker usually in regions who had a very specific opinion, and in some regions it was if you got pricked and didn't believe you were a witch. So that could be a very thin pin where the blood doesn't accumulate immediately. Or um, it could be, do you feel pain? Do you feel the correct amount of pain? Or or do you not feel any pain at all? It's, oh God. That, the stones on the chest, the chest compression of you can withstand this if you're a witch, you will be a literal brick house 
and you will be able to withstand this. So many things that were just, we're going to do this thing that could cause severe harm or death. And if you either don't feel it that much or live, then you, you're a witch. But if you well, die, then you were, you weren't a witch. That's- yeah. I, well, but I love the hypocrisy. Yeah, If you die. Oh, sorry. You weren't a witch. Yeah. Uh, the hypocrisy of it though. What was the one? It's like, Oh yeah. You didn't dress, you didn't dress smartly enough or you dress too smartly. Like yeah. it's all of these have an out and it's all bullshit. You were illiterate or you were a woman who read. Um, and one of my yes. favorite, my, one of my favorite things that is in the, uh, the, the, um, Michelle branch Maleficent, um, book is do you weigh more or in some cases less than a stack of Bibles number <laughs> Not implied. <laughs> However, again, remember the publisher of the Maleficent Manima made Bibles. So, how many Bibles uh, do you need to buy to test if you have a witch? That is, oh my God. Right? Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Fucking bonkers. Okay. Back to India. <laughs> Back to India. Back to modern day India. Although Gujarat is technically hailed as one of India's most developed states, the villages in which these women live are still quite impoverished. Um, Growing infant mortality rates, illness, and poor air quality have also, guess what, been blamed on the Deccan, or the witches. Scholars blame the large state governments for funneling money and resources into the larger cities for manufacturing, but neglecting the smaller villages and the agriculture that they provide. In the 1980s, textile mills in Gujarat closed left and right after poor developmental decisions made by men, nonetheless. And the women of the villages who made their living selling vegetables and sewing clothes or selling herbs, they became the breadwinners. And guess who that pissed off? All men. Yes, all men. And that just wouldn't stand. Anger, insecurity, and misogyny reached a boiling point. Quote, the witch hunt is the final expression of frustration, says Chowdhury. Although the reasons vary from village to village, the simple truth is this. Simply calling a woman Dakan means that her murder is justifiable. Just think about that for a second, because this is 2016. Just simply calling a woman a witch in this pro- this state of India it just makes makes her murder justified mm-hmm. My head hurts. many of these women that suffer gender violence in india are older women widows that have become financially independent because their uh spouse passed and they got that money or they uh inherited money from other land members or other family members that own land like fathers and, and everything um Women that have no choice but to make their own living because they are not provided for by a man, which is basically this is sarcasm at its finest, which you should be provided for by a man. Like, come on. That was an excellent use of sarcasm in tone. Thank you. That was A plus inflection. Thank you. I understand that. you. I wish they could see my eyebrows. Oh, they are a big part of it. But you really sold it with the voice. Voice acting is... Not often given the credit it is due for being a very difficult medium. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so back to this whole pointing a, a finger at somebody and saying, and saying you're a witch and. Witch, witch, you... you're a witch. That's from Practical Magic. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh-huh. Uh, one of these days, you're going to say a practical magic quote or reference it, and I'm going to go, you know what? I do love that movie. Thank I do you. love practical magic. I was wrong. You are right. This is the best fall movie ever. It is. No, when Harry met Sally is. But um, <sighs> that's conversation for another day. So when you choose to point your finger at somebody and call them a witch, and you understand the impact, when it has that high of a stake of, um, you know, the one that you could be burned at, um, of knowing that you are sending someone to their death, potentially. Uh, there is a chain reaction of what it takes to get people to point the finger at somebody else uh, that was pretty, pretty famous. And I'm going to take you back in history again. We're going to Spain. Yay. So here's this broad named Maria Dashimi. Mm, great name. Great name. I've never heard that surname before. I yeah. Mean, I need to marry somebody. With that. It's spelled X-I-M-I, in case anyone was wondering. Maria Dashimi. Love it. Um, so she was the queen of look over there and the whole domino effect <laughs> of the village of Zaguramudi, Spain. Now, this is circa 1610. The hot tea in Zaguramudi is that stillborn babies uh, and miscarriages are. It's I don't know if I can say on the rise because I don't technically have numbers for how common it was prior to 1610. However, it should be noted for those people that aren't too well equated with, you know, reproductive health. Um, miscarriages happen to a lot of women m- more than once, quite frequently. Um, it's it's pretty comes with the territory when attempting to get pregnant. Um, it's something that I think it's it's somewhere between one and two thirds of women will experience right. um, at some point in their life. So. It could just be that it was being discussed more at the time in the village that women were experiencing these stillborn babies and miscarriages this year. As we have previously discussed, if something goes wrong, if your textile mills close, um, then you want to find some kind of scapegoat. And that's what happened here is people were trying to say, if all of these miscarriages happening are happening, maybe there's a witch that's putting a hex on people. So finger pointing landed on 20-year-old Maria, who looked to her left, looked to her right, saw that most houses at this time, because it was 1610, were filled with this book, Maleficus of Mama, and said, okay, you know what? I am a witch. You got me. You got me, y'all. I am a witch. Wait, 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 wait. I was a witch. Let me clarify that. Um I totally did it. Hocus pocus, boo, (laughs) potions and whatnot, but I am reformed. But uh, if you will let me, I'd love to show you a a few more witches so that we can like, just focus on them. I'm cool. Look at them. And that's what Maria did. So she pulled in about 10 folks. And then in a mid-level marketing scheme of witch crappy dumb and pointing fingerdom. That's what I was just going to (laughs) say. This escalated, hilarity ensues, village mobs, and a chain letter of accusation followed until in 1610, 7,000 people in the village of Zaguramurthy, which I want to call a township at that point, had been accused of which oh. and stood trial. What? What's kind of at least nice at first for these people is, is it was just so much fear and people trying to say either, I don't want to get cursed, I'm trying to have a child. Or I don't want to be accused of being a witch. So let me do a whole lot of pointing and say, this person, this person, no lock up that person. It's like a one in one out policy. 
Yeah. Um, when they get to kind of the end of it, they're handling it locally and, and they do kind of, they don't kill anybody. They're like, okay, I, no. I get it. I get it. All right. Maybe we got a little too excited here, but then just when you least expect it, the Spanish inquisition. Ah, yes. Somebody told the church what was happening in Zagura Murthy. So the Catholic church sent out a new round of judges and whoever that whoever else is in charge of witch trials in the 1600s in Spain uh, in the Catholic Church, uh, but they retried many people with this new. But now we're with the Pope. So um, after everyone had been accused and pardoned in the village, they actually brought 53 people back to trial and found all of them guilty uh, for being potion makers, who were most closely tied to instances of illness and miscarriage. AKA the doctors and midwives. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a good portion of them were immediately burned at a stake. And the ones that weren't immediately burnt at stake upon being found guilty uh, were sent to jail, except the jail was in a way far away city and they put them on a death march. Uh, that oh, was, you will be God. there for you will walk there. And most people died on the way. <sighs> Proving again that they were witches. I'd lo- I I do as for for as awful as that is like I do love the idea of like all right we went a little crazy with the witch thing <laughs> we did a little too far okay. we let it we let it we let it get to our head too um, much so so let me now try to deliver some hope to you cool I need it <laughs> okay so in Dahood Dahood da- okay I'm sorry I have to apologize for my Indian pronunciations. But Dahad, that's what it is. It's Dahad. In Dahad, Gujarat, Madhuban and her sisters-in-law found comfort with a group called Anandi. So these were the three women that were uh, beaten within inches of their lives after um, being accused of the two men's death from natural causes in their village. Um, This group called Anandi is spelled A-N-A-N-D-I. So Seema Yasmin writes, quote, the women reg- meet regularly at Anandi's regional office in. God, I just said it. Dahad. Dahad. Thank you. In hey. Dahad. One morning last month, 15 women sat in a circle on ch- chadors that they had draped over the floor. They shared samosas and sang songs about the violence they suffer from men. You know the word samosa and I'm proud of you. Thank you. I just got hungry. This Sorry, now I'm going to cry because this is really. They sang songs about the violence they suffer from men. Who can I tell about my pain? Sang one woman. Those in the circle responded, singing that they would listen and help. And holy shit, if that doesn't make you well up with tears, I, I don't. You're dead inside. No. Anandi is pushing the state to recognize witch hunts as motives for murder and to encourage men who use the word dakan to be punished. There's just so much power behind that word. And there's so much power behind calling a woman a witch in 1640 whatever in Salem. Seema Yasmin writes that the question has been asked, quote, does this kind of thing happen to women elsewhere? to which someone mentions the witch trials in Salem, Massachusetts, as well as continued domestic violent attack, violent domestic violence attacks on women everywhere when they th- pose threats to men. One way or another, women are under attack everywhere. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I really, I really hate that it's still the case. And every day I was thinking about this because I, as a person with a dog, needed to go out walking uh, by myself frequently uh, mm-hmm. while it's dark. And the amount of times that I've just, I haven't yet had anything to involved happen. There's lots of people on the street of New York, so I'll stop and have conversations. Some of them are uncomfortable. Uh, some of them are just cool. I had a conversation. Uh, but it's been a minute since I've really felt endangered, knock on wood. However, it is still something that I'm very cognizant of is I have this ingrained knowledge that I should be fearful of men approaching. Um, and I, I there's so many there's so many things that can set me off in thinking that, wow, I might be in a life or death situation. It's the for walking for yeah. walking around. Oh, it's the, it's, it's not a meme. I can't call it a meme, but it's something I've seen posted many times on the internet. It's like, what would you do if all of a sudden men didn't exist? And the, re- the responses a lot of the time are, I would take a walk doing whatever I want, wearing whatever I want, wherever I want at any time of day. That's what I would do. I take a walk naked in the summer. I get too hot. Honestly. And like, you know, I, I can't compare, I can't put myself in the position of these women. Um, and I, nor would I want to, um, but I think all, all female identifying people can, can understand the idea of just being able to walk down a street with freedom without being able without being catcalled or even not, it doesn't have to be like a positive thing you, you get catcalled you get positive stuff thrown at you you also get fucking evil shit thrown at you um words or physical things whichever you know and i just want to say to the one person who's not listening to this right now but anyway um is think who is thinking you know, sometimes women attack other women. Look at Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. I know. We're talking about something specific right now. Though. Yeah. It's... I've never been catcalled by a woman on the street in my life. I have. I, I kind of I... want to. <laughs> I. It got dark. It got It got not cool quick. Uh, yeah. I, never mind. If someone catcalls after you... There's something about the distance. If I get more than 20 feet away and you're still catcalling, it's uh, so much, so much. Uh, but no, this person uh, said I look great. And then it went to, you in great shape. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've been working on my fitness. And I had walked past it and she said, and you got that ass too. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And she said, you got too much. Can I have some of it? And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like this anymore. No. Little, little did you know, Audrey, that was when you were, you were, you were walking your donkey. That's what they were talking about. That's a nice ass. Yeah. That's they were complimenting nice your ass. Ass. Yeah. Uh-huh. I loved, I've recently, thank you for bringing that up. So frequent, I've recently um, really enjoyed f- photos on Instagram of like donkeys. They're always smiling. They seem very friendly. I don't know <laughs> why I was gifted with it in the algorithm, but a lot of people I, who own emus and donkeys are popping up for me. Oh, now I'm going to get donkey talk stuff. Okay. <laughs> anyway. What? No, no, no. No, no, no. It'll show up in my donkey TikTok algorithm now. I'll be on donkey talk. TikTok. Donkey talk. Donkey talk. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can't just say that fast like it's a thing I know. It's You're okay. not a TikTok person. That's I'm not. not. All right. But one thing you can always depend on. Women are ready to do the fucking work and make a donkey talk. 
And make a donkey talk. In addition to Anandi, groups such as the Center for Social Justice fight for women and marginalized people affected by the witch hunts in Gujarat. Individual activists are also fucking just taking action because they're like, you know what? I got to just do something about this. Uh, One way they're doing this is through education. Nikita Sonavane, a 25-year-old lawyer from Mumbai, works to protect Indian women's bodies and lands. When interviewed in December 2017 for an article by Simi Yasmin that she wrote for Self Magazine, Sonavane was working on the case of a woman that had been murdered in September 2017. The woman, in her 60s, was attacked by five men, including religious, trusted religious leaders, who accused her of sorcery and stealing a statue from the temple. Sonavane pushes for the words witch hunt to be used in their reports so that authorities can understand just how prevalent these witch hunts are. Quote, we have to keep pushing for a law that punishes men for defaming and murdering women. Isn't the murdering already a law? Isn't it enough that you just killed somebody? (laughs) Apparently not. Because all five men accused of murdering the aforementioned woman were acquitted. Because they simply held too much sway in their community to be held accountable. Anyway. Call to action. Thank you. (laughs) You can donate directly to Anandi, which is an Indian nonprofit founded and run by women. They seek to, quote, advance rights of women who belong to poor, rural, vulnerable, marginalized communities and to intervene in structures and institutions to make them gender responsive and accountable to address inter and intra house inequities. And you could do so by going to anandi-india.org. So A-N-A-N-D-I-India.org. So for many reasons, I... I got super emotional while watching. I'm getting uh, emotional now. I got super emotional while writing this um, because I pulled up on my Spotify a a random list I found called Witchy Fall Vibes. Great, great Spotify playlist, by the way. Um, I listened to Stevie and I listened to Florence and the other mostly female artists that were on that list. Um, And I cried thinking about how these brilliant women can embrace the idea of witchcraft and sorcery and just like this ethereal witchy vibe in their music and their art. But halfway around the world, women like Samta and Mahi are beaten nearly to death when others steal that label and force it upon them. I think what's even more, there's, there's the geographic distance of this is happening on the other side of the world. It does happen locally too it happens in ohio oh there's a whole series on netflix right now called the devil in ohio it's not good but it is predicated on if you get any kind of it's while frequently a religious subsect it can be any kind of societal this is how it should be and if you are speaking up too loudly i'm going to accuse you of witchcraft often being the thing of this person is is doing wrong or putting curses on us or is a threat to your children and right. we're just going to ostracize or in worst case kill them and in, in a, d- a different vein not accusing women of witchcraft but in the united states right now women's reproductive rights are under 
fire in a way that we've never seen in our lifetime. And it is, it's not, it's not labeled as witchcraft. We're not labeling women as witches, but it's implied. Um, it, it is a way to take down, it's a way to take down women. It's a way to take away their power and a way to strip them of what they contribute to society. And it is horrifying. Not everything about reproductive rights is witchcraft. However, this pussy is magic. That's our show. (laughs) Hi, mom. Thanks for listening. Elena, where can they find us? They can find us at If These Walls Pod on Instagram, ifthesewallspod.com, and on all streaming platforms. And go ahead and go to iTunes. Not iTunes. Go to your podcast app. I'm an elder millennial. Forgive me. Um, Go to your uh, podcast app. Jennifer Coolidge would love if you would click five stars on a review and write up a few words if you feel so inclined. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Coolidge, you're going to have the last word of this episode. What are you going to say? She She says hi. (gasps) Oh, she's such a good girl. She's such a good girl. She's such a good girl. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.